0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 163. We will be reviewing the wonderful 1-0 win, the shithouse win away at the Marassi yesterday where Roma went to face the bottom of the side, Sampdoria. It came away with a 1-0 win from a penalty spot from Lorenzo Pellegrini. Uh, so set-piece FC strike again with me tonight. I've got Imran. How are we?
1: good. Thank you.
0: So, set-piece FC strike again. (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) the first of games, 1-0. Samp with their new coach, um, Dejan Stankovic. He's now had two games in charge, one defeat, one draw. They had a lot of endeavour, but were lacking a bit of quality on the pitch. Roma stuck at it, made it scrappy, um, had chances to put the game to bed right near the end, had a disallowed goal. Um, and came away with the three points. I said it was an ugly win. I think you have to have a couple of these these ugly wins in the season. We're in fourth place. My only question is, is this performance sustainable? It can't be like this all the way through the season because it will get quite tepid and quite boring quite quickly. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, not just that it would get boring. I think it would... uh it's unsustainable in the long run uh, to keep performing like this and uh, and hope for a top finish. Uh, I think at some point, at some stage, we have to change the way we play, uh, especially in attack. It has to be better energy in attack. It has to be better fluidity. You, ne- you need to, um, when you see the attack, you need to understand that there is a proper plan behind it. Right now, I cannot see it. But of course, I will take three points at Marassi uh, because it's a difficult stadium. It's a difficult uh, team to play against no matter how badly they are doing. Uh, so so happy with the three points. Not so happy with the performance, but uh, I'll take it. It's not as bad as the one against Lecce. But, Lecce, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was your overall thoughts on the game yesterday? It was quite scrappy. I think Sampdoria made it a scrap, especially with Rincon in midfield. I think he wanted to kick Pellegrini into next week so he could miss the Napoli game. But what were your overall thoughts on the game?
1: Well, when you get the early lead, um, everyone knew what was going to happen. We would just uh, sit back, uh, not take many risks and just wait for our chances uh, through counterattacks. And um, if you compare this game with the last one, at least this one we had much better defensive control. We didn't allow them anything. They didn't create anything uh, worthy, I would say. So, so in, in that sense, uh, I was uh, I was happy. But um, you would have wanted to see a bit more dominance in attack, uh, a bit more quality in attack but that was lacking. So it was just another game where we struggled, uh, but um, especially in attack, we struggled, but weren't really threatened in defense. Um, Yeah, that's, that's how I see it. I don't know how you see it
0: yeah it was um so good to get the early goal the penalty it was a penalty on Alex it was Alex Ferrari who had a a very interesting game um I think him and Bellotti had a nice battle um Pellegrini and Rincon in midfield also I think defense I don't think Roma had any troubles in defense it was just in attack um there was really no out ball from midfield to attack. Uh, Cristante tried to play a couple of balls, but every time he tried to get it, he just tried to hoof it. I was thinking, is he trying to just eke out the result or try and build up play? But as you said, as you said earlier, I would said ugly win, just happy to get out of the Marassi with three points because no matter what that is a tough place to go to remember Roma won twice there last season they beat Genoa 2-0 was it Afina Gian got both goals in was it November time last year yeah and yeah. then and and then Mkhitaryan got the only goal of the game was it uh, just after the March international break yeah, uh, yeah. after the Rome derby and so we won there twice this year um for get the three points, we Roma back in the Champions League places after the Lazio and Udinese drop points because evidently they played each other and drew nil nil. But yeah, I just wanted a bit more in attack. We could have had a, it, the score line could have been a lot more if we had our chances. I think Bellotti had a chance right near the end, which was saved by Ordero um Zaniola had a shot saved by Ordero then he had the disallowed goal but if he stayed in his own half and um before he I think he was only offside by about half a meter maybe even less it, yeah. it would have counted um I was actually impressed with Zaniola when he came on because he was a bit more direct and I think he ran up Ferrari and co had a, a, a not the best of evenings but just get out of the morassi with three points I'd To be honest, a part of me was like, don't care about the performance because those were the type of games a couple of seasons where Roma would drop points. And evidently, we would have dropped points there last season if we performed like that. And I did see a start that I think after six away games last season, Roma picked up six points and this season it's 13. So the away form has been really good this season and just may long it continue. But I, I hope for God's heaven's sake, there's a better performance against Napoli because if Roma play like this on Sunday against more than likely one of the best teams in Europe, it could be a cricket score and it could be really ugly to watch. But I have a feeling it could be like the same sort of game that happened last October, where it was just a dour nil-nil.
1: Yeah, it could be. I I think that uh, it could very well be the case because we will... We will, of course, uh, try to keep it very tight behind there. We will focus on the defensive part of the game. We will keep it tight and wait for our chances. We will just hand the initiative to Napoli. and uh, So, the, not, not really surprised there. That's what I expect. That's the way I expect us to go out there.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, just ask a couple more questions about yesterday. What were your thoughts on Mali Camera? First start, I thought he did okay. I thought he impressed him and, I think, him and Dante could be the midfield going a little bit forward. If Mattis, Mattis has played a lot of football recently. Um, I thought he impressed. He impressed on Thursday when he came on off the bench. What were your thoughts on him?
1: I think it was positive, not a perfect performance, but it was a solid performance. And uh, it takes time to get used to your new teammates, the way they play, the tactical instructions. Uh, But overall, I would say, considering the... If you take everything into consideration, uh, it was a good performance. And I think that it can just get better from here. He just uh, brings something else to the team in terms of pace, energy, and presences in midfield. His work uh, rate, uh, which is uh, completely different uh, compared to Matic. Uh so I mean Matic he's a different type of player, uh deep line can, can can stabilize the defense in a different way, but uh Mari Kamara, he brings um uh he is able to cover a lot of distance uh and you could see uh that he was more involved in attack with crosses where he could uh also intercepting the ball high up in the pitch. So roll a good performance,
0: yeah. Yeah, I I think he was him and probably small in maybe, were probably the, the two standout players. Um I do have a, a question about the attack about Bellotti and Abraham. What were your thoughts on both for their performance? Abraham seems to be struggling a little bit this season. I, I think he's not the focal point of what he was last season. And everything's probably built around someone who's actually injured at the moment. And then Bellotti's just coming back to full fitness. Or oh, He had 80 minutes yesterday and he played on Thursday as well. He had a couple of chances. I think he works hard for the team. But what were your thoughts on both Bellotti and Abraham?
1: Uh, nothing special, I would say. Uh, you would have expected them to be a bit more involved, more dangerous, but uh, it was uh, it was not a performance worth remembering for either of them. Uh, I would say, yes. of course, <laughs> uh, you can. Um, we appreciate the work rate of uh, Bellotti, but it's first and foremost in attack that you want him to contribute. They had some good runs in uh, uh, in the. Area in the box, but um, nothing which really materialized into anything dangerous. Abraham, I think it's not just about him being the focal point. I think last season he was the focal point in the f- you know first half of the season where it didn't we took him time to acclimatize and get used to uh, the new surroundings in Syria, and then he took off. This season, it's just been frustrating. And at times, you see that he wants it too much uh, and it can get under his skin. But I think he just needs to stay calm, work hard, and, uh, and ultimately, things will start falling back into place by themselves. Uh, but it's frustrating because uh, you really need him uh to be a bit more decisive uh to, um, to to you know relieve the pressure generally for the team because if the defense is doing good in defense you would expect uh, the attack to be a bit more efficient uh which they haven't i mean that's that's you know taking away from the point that we we don't really have uh, quality attack uh, in terms of the way we play uh, but I think the the quality is there in uh, terms of uh, if you look at the players we have mm-hmm. quality players in attack and they should be able to perform better in attack even as you know both as a team and individually so I think it was not uh, the best of performance for both of them, but uh, when you get the three points um, it takes a uh, Pressure off them too because you know the team goes back uh, to Rome with three points, but it will be different against Napoli, it would be much different against Napoli.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't um, know what
1: you think about uh, Abraham yourself because you follow, uh, I you know, follow the English football team. Uh, you, 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 oh, no, just no, for no. Cricket. i, I, f-
0: <laughs> yeah, I cricket, follow. But, <laughs> yeah, i watch watched the English game, but yeah, I think he is gonna miss. I think he's fallen down the pecking order for England. I think he's been surpassed by Ivan Toney, who has had a rise through the English, uh, the pyramid. Uh, he was at Newcastle, he was at Peterborough, he's now at Brentford. Um, I think he was unknown at Northampton, but he looks to have surpassed him. And I think this form from Abraham is a dip, and I think he's going to be third choice striker for the World Cup.
1: Do you have any explanations or? Why, what, he's dip, yeah, dipping forward.
0: No, he seems to be like he seems to be snatching at chances. Have you seen the chances he had uh, against Atalanta? He seemed to be snatching them. Uh, I was at the game against Monza and he had a couple, then one led up to the goal again for Dabala's second goal. Um, I don't know, I think he may be struggling that is in the team and he's not the the focal point of it now everything seems to be revolving around Dabala. I did see something yesterday on social media saying that maybe he's missing Mikitarian because Mikitarian was that link from midfield to attack last season and I think they created chances last season for him but remember was it November, December time last year he just it switched on and yeah Hopefully, there's what five, six games. I think there's six games left before the uh, the winter the winter break, the the ridiculous World Cup break that it happens. I think it's just on, over a month's time.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. and
0: maybe Sunday could be the platform against the best team in Italy at the moment and one of the most entertaining teams in European football. To finally yeah. break his duck, not break his duck, just finally get out of this slump and put in a performance like he did against Lazio, where he was outstanding. He gave that Lazio backline so many problems. Poor old A had to leave clubs and go to Inter, um, and, now he, <laughs> and now he's excelling at Inter in a back three. But know he gave he gave A Chirby a horrible time. It's not the yeah. only not the only Roma striker who's given the Chirbi a horrible time at this moment. One yeah. of his current teammates has in the previous derby of the couple of years ago, um, yeah. Ed and Dzeko, but no, it's just, I think it's just poor form. I thought, I said this to a Chelsea friend of mine, yeah. um, said he's struggling. And we both said that I think Eve Tony could be, could be ahead of him in the world cup because hurricane's number one, but yeah, yeah he's always going to be number one. It's just really strange form that he's having. does it really mirror the, the form that he had at the beginning of the last season?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I think last season was uh, even more frustrating. But at, at least this time around, him, he scored against Juventus, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was an important goal. Um, could be, could be. I, mean, I, I don't, it's difficult to say whether it's due to Dybala because DiBala uh, creates a lot of space for him and a lot of chances as well. But he's just not been able to penetrate that area, I think, as well as he should have. So it'll be interesting to see how it will do against Napoli, against a side that leaves a lot of space behind uh, that yes. could be punished because they play a very attacking football. But if you stay calm, if you wait for your chances, I think there will be plenty of chances. But you need to be you need to be efficient. You need to convert them because if you don't, I think there will there's a risk that uh, they could score one, two or even three because um, devastating an attack.
0: Well, they've got the Georgian wonder kid at the moment who's in scary, scary form. He's so good. Um, And he's only cost 10 10 million euros. Um, And the Kim at the back is really impressive. Um, I watched their game against Bologna and even Bologna got in behind quite a lot with Lewis Ferguson um, and the two wing-backs, especially Cambiasso, who's on loan from uh, Juventus. They got in and caused problems. One of the goals that was scored was Alex Merritt flapping and should have should have kept it out. And I think the first goal we, they got in behind Juan Jesus had a shocker, but then scored up the other end. It's I think he's going to be partnering Kim um He's been a revelation. Um, I think English clubs are looking at him as well. Um, and I read today that Anguissa is back. So they could have a midfield of Anguissa and Dombele, Zielinski and oh, Lozano, Double K on the left, and <laughs> either Raspadori or Oshiman at top. And uh, I don't want to think about it too early, but no, uh, it's <laughs> horrible to think about. But yeah, but that game is literally what Sunday and tonight's Tuesday. So yes, it's it's a good five days. away. the, the good thing is Imran Roma um, don't have a game midweek. They don't have a European game midweek, which is a blessing because if yeah. they played Thursday, and yeah. left, say Napoli were playing. Tonight or Wednesday, because they've got to play both Liverpool and is it who's the other club in their group? Rangers. So they're they remaining two Champions League games against them. But thankfully, there's no game this week in Europe, so there is a bit of a break. And much needed, could, I would say, much needed because oh my days, there's been a lot of football since the international break, and there's been a lot of injuries. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a blessing in disguise. There's no midweek games. There's one Europa League game, which is Arsenal-PSV, because that got called off, I think, due to the Queen passing away, uh, or I think it was railway strikes or something like that. But apart from that, no European football this week. There's European football next week and the week after. But it is a blessing in disguise. There's no no midweek games, is there? True,
1: true
0: there is coppa italia but no both clubs are not into this yeah but yeah, yeah. we're
1: going to face i think Genoa or spal they're playing spal, today or yeah. yeah we're going to yeah, face think... one of them so we're all team de rossi
0: yeah team de rossi yes what would a side note we're we're, we're, we're going to wrap this up soon because we're we're short of time we're going to have listener two we got two listeners questions what are your thoughts on de rossi and spal
1: <laughs> i was a bit surprised because yeah, Serie B is a tough league. And uh, really? it's it's a league where you can either make or break your career. I, so I was a bit surprised that he accepted it. But I think it was also due to the fact that it was Joe Tacopina, who used to be the vice yes. president of Roma. He knows De Rossi from back in the days, uh, early. Jim Palotta, the Benedetto area. And so it was more... Um, I think that was, that connection was important for him accepting the job, but uh, whether it will be good or not remains to be seen. But I think it will be good for him to work under um, conditions and circumstances where he feels appreciated and where. He's, uh, I think, he will be appreciated not just on um, on a technical level, but also as a person. Uh, yeah. that, will, that will be taken into consideration. So if he gets, to, if they put their trust in him, and uh, he gets to uh, develop a team and. Uh, uh, you know, build a team based on his philosophy uh, that would be interesting. And I and I noticed I didn't watch the game, but I noticed that they had around sixty percent possession. So you okay. already know, yeah. you, you know already I know, start. you already know where that's heading. I think he was very, from from what I read, also he was very influenced and appreciated the work of Luis Enrique. So I think there could be um, along those lines, you know.
0: Tiki Taka in
1: terms of style of play, but very early to see. But I'll be very curious to see, and uh, also because uh, it could be a potential future Roma coach there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say down the line, maybe five years down the line, maybe even to when Jose finally calls it a day, or if so, could be a potential uh, DDR on the touchline in a in a nice suit, probably tackling people on the touchline, yeah. like his tattoo on his calf. <laughs> um, I did see he was one of the two for the Sampdoria job. I think he's been linked with other jobs in Serie B. He's been working with the Italian national team that won the Euros last season. Um, remember, this time, was it this time last year he was in hospital? Or was it just, just coming into this year he was in hospital due to COVID, which he really had a scary time? But I think. Most Roma fans will become spell become fans <laughs> this season, just for the future captain of Roma. as that, past tense. Daniele De Rossi does on the touchline.
1: Yeah, definitely. There are some there are some players who uh, are in that category that Roma fans will follow them wherever they go. Uh, Totti is one of them, De Rossi. Yeah. Giannini, who was, back in the days, um, didn't have the best of uh, non-playing career although he had some interesting spells but I think De Rossi he has at least uh, the personality he's a very charismatic guy he's uh, he's a Person who really cares. If you see some of the interviews uh, or the articles, um, one in particular by Rudiger when he faced racism in the Derby. Oh, yes,
0: he, 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 yeah, I remember that, yeah.
1: He said that De Rossi was, you know, one of the players that really came to him and asked him, you know, how he felt. And that that empathy, I think, uh, to have that as a coach uh, can make the players go really, you know, strength to strength for you. So I think. Uh, there are different aspects of being you know becoming a good ch- ch- uh, coach you have the personal one you have the tactical one and of course uh, i think both of them are important but I, i'm i'm certain he has at least one of them i'm just curious to see how he will how his brand of football will be uh but uh, he's a guy who <laughs> you really want to cheer on because he's a really he's a really lovely guy
0: he is uh and his his partner's English is she English yeah and she he speaks perfect English, and he gives
1: yeah she's I think he half, did, I think she's half Italian, Italian and, and half English. English yeah, yeah. Sara,
0: Sarah, yeah i think he's she's from Oxford, so it's just down the road from me, so never know if he ever wants to manage in the u k could be uh, could be coming to a town near you later down the line, but I think in Maybe in the next five years, I could see him on the bench at Roma, uh, either as an assistant or as a coach. I think that will re- that will happen. And as you said, I think he'll have a philosophy like he did when he was playing. Um, he's had many managers, and I think he will have pick bra- pick the brains of of them he's had in the past. So remember, his last few managers were Spalletti, Ranieri, Luis Enrique, Rudy which, Garcia.
1: Which two do you think he will be most influenced by?
0: I would probably say Spalletti and Luis Enrique, maybe with a little bit of Ranieri as well.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say the same. Spalletti, yeah. Luis Enrique, on a personal—I mean, personal level—you know, interaction with his player, probably more like uh, Ranieri because yeah. Ranieri's man management and his uh, um, relationship with players is is a really deep one.
0: Yeah, Ranieri's like that father figure now. He's, he's exactly. had in his advanced years. I think De Rossi in his latter years at Roma was definitely that father figure to the younger players in the team of what that 2018 19 team, which he left. He was the father figure to what Pellegrini, Cristante. Uh, who else was in that team? Uh, who are the young players in that? Patrick Schick. Um, I'm just trying to think he was in that team in 2018. No young players. of That was called Cengizunda, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I think most Roma fans will be cheering on Spau in, in Serie B and intrigued what to, what will happen for uh, Mr. De Rossi in, in his reign in, in Serie B. And I hope he does well. And I think he will be a future Roma coach in the future. And we yeah. have... We have Imran. I put a tweet out yesterday evening. Um, we've got some listeners' questions. we got one from Jerry Palmieri. Why do Roma struggle so much in the build-up phase? It seems lately it's just launched the ball and pray, which is pretty much lower league football over here in the UK. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Imran?
1: It feels a bit like that. It feels like you have uh, defence and you have the attack. And there's nothing there. In, there's no play there in between. We don't really engage in the play in midfield, and that's really disappointing. And I don't know why it is like that because Mourinho, you know, the coach. I remember him as from his best days was a coach who really emphasized on presence in midfield. He had a really yeah. strong midfield. With uh, with a, I, mean, I think the way he, the the reason, the number one reason he dominated back then was because. Of course, he had a good defence and good defensive structure, but he had a really good midfield and the presence in midfield. He had a dominant midfield. And uh, I, I do understand that he doesn't have the players of same calibre and quality uh, like those he has back with Inter, Chelsea, Real Madrid. But I think you can still play uh, in that way against most of the opponents in Serie So So I, I, I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. It's it's like they say the way we play now is just, you know, you have a good defense and then it's just uh it's just hoping for the best.
0: Yeah, it seems there's no link up play. It's very like yesterday it was very hard to watch. Um it was there was times where you could play someone in and then Cristante would just be like pumping the ball long to no one and it was just you need that link up play to really help out the attack it's been like this for a couple of games now the Lecce game was pretty much the same but that was Dawa against 10 men I think Roma just didn't want to get beat um Our final question is from the Tony Tower Trio, who's a a fellow EFL fan. He's a Rotherham fan. His question is, is Costante more effective in midfield without Matic?
1: I think we have a small sample size yesterday with just one game. Just one game, yeah. But I think he he will benefit from the presence of a midfielder who has... uh, better work rate and who's able to cover distances, especially uh, not just uh, in a small area, but also while all the way in attack, you need someone who can pressure uh, and try to win back possession up in the field. I think that will relieve the pressure from him. So I think it's obvious that yesterday was a very good example of how and why he had a better game. But uh, I think we need to see more of that. I think um, it's uh, not enough to say um, that um, that yesterday's game is enough to do that. But it could be something there. I don't know what you think.
0: It is a small sample size. Um, excuse me. Hiccups after coffee. I'm um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, um, I think we got too much of Matis and Cristante. Playing the game with each other for a lot of the games this season. I think they played a lot since the Juve game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's a lot of minutes played together. Um, it needed freshening up. Um, Cristanti did okay. I think I would like to see Matic and Maddy camera for one or two games just to see what would happen. But Matic does bring that experience. Um, he's going to be very, like a Mourinho-dependent player. So you might see him a lot this season. Uh, Matic does bring his qualities. Um, we saw that at the end yesterday. It was ugly, but you saw it. But I would like to see a midfield pairing of Matic and Maddie Camera. And just remember, we've got Jeannie Wijnaldum to come back after his injury. So I hope maybe that Cristante won't be in the team that often, but who knows? Um, I'm just happy we didn't actually get to see Matish and Cristante from the start yesterday because we've seen it a lot and it's not great. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy we got the three points in the end, but yeah, um, more of camera, please. I thought he was really good yesterday and um, do you reckon he gets to, to deserve a start against Napoli on Sunday?
1: I think yes, I, I would have done that uh, because yeah. I think he's proved uh, enough, uh, especially in the past few games. That should be enough to start the game against Napoli. But I think uh, ultimately it will be up to Mourinho because he will probably not try to risk too much. But I think it's quite obvious that he he, he needs to start against uh, Napoli.
0: Yeah it brings that energy and he's a younger player and he's a hungrier player. And he he, uh, yeah. he he did well against VR and Rincon. Rincon is, um, I'm trying to think of a politer way to say this. He's very, um, physical. um, but he was literally kicking lumps out of Pellegrini all game. I'm amazed that he didn't get sent off. <laughs> um, Cause <laughs> DiBello Bello, did not have a great game yesterday. He was whistling every two minutes for a lot of fouls, but yeah, I think Rincon targets players. He's very physical and um, does his job, but yeah, camera does the dirty stuff really well. And he, breaks up play from deep I think we witnessed that against Betis we witnessed that yesterday I think he really should start against Napoli and the Napoli team is excellent so that like midfield of like Zelensky and Don um, Ndombele and if you, you got the players out wide I think it'd be good, in, an interesting test well it
1: will it will definitely
0: be. Yeah. should we wrap this podcast up we've we've gone over the 30 minutes, which we suggested. it was only two minutes over. I know you're short for time and I'm a little bit short for time also, but, um, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it's, uh, you can follow us at lemagicas.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms. I hope the Apple podcast, uh problem it has been sorted out i think sam was trying to sort that out where some of the podcasts were missing uh you can find us on um podbean TuneIn, um spotify etc etc imran thank you very much for joining me i know you're a little bit short for time but absolute pleasure to talk about the ugliest of ugly one nil wins yesterday
1: thank you thank you
0: uh Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Cover your eyes. Pray for a victory against Napoli because it's not going to be pretty, pretty viewing. But ciao.
1: Ciao.